Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I love this show. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, third grade teacher Mickey Block tells us how to manage a parent-teacher conference. And body piercer Eddie Herrera advises us on how to pierce a penis. Which of these two things are alike? Sit back and enjoy today's doubleheader. I'm Adam Felber, behind the plate calling balls and strikes. And now, please welcome the woman who refuses to stay in the batter's box, Paula Poundstone! Well, thank you very much, and thank you, Aaron. That was fantastic. Wow. You're and the first bagpiper we've had, I'll be honest. Yeah, let's let's introduce tonight's house band is bagpiper Aaron Shaw. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll take out our earplugs now. Um, okay, you ready to get Bagpipes start? are loud. They're, they're very and loud. we didn't, honestly, Aaron, we didn't know how loud they were when we invited you to this teeny tiny studio. <laughs> Um, yeah, I should point it, out to the listeners perfect. out there, we've talked a lot about the neighborhood around Ray Horseman Studios, but we haven't talked a lot about Ray Horseman Studios themselves, yeah. Yeah. which are not spacious. No, they're not spacious. It's kind of like the size of a dorm room, and at the moment, there's a dozen people and a bagpiper and a bag in here. Pipe. <laughs> the bagpipes sound fantastic. Yeah. Thank you well, thank so you. much. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so Adam, I want to start a new segment of our show okay. called What's Paula's Infestation This Week? So you, yeah, because because a couple of weeks ago we talked about your infestation. You had the big Logie lazy flies. Big Logie flies. You had and the today, tangerine, the, the nectarine eating rats. The, the rats have totally stripped my nectarine tree. <laughs> okay. I went to check uh, yeah. just yesterday and literally every nectarine either totally gone or just hanging there with a bunch of uh, bites taken out of it. And today I was sifting little boxes in the cat's bathroom right and not only were there flies buzzing around the cat's bathroom but then there were some that were outside sitting on this like the outside of the screen like hoping the to bench get, players hoping to get, <laughs> or having little I, it may have been that they were having fly sex through the screen oh yeah because they have, that would be bad yeah then you could end up with the eggs inside yeah because yeah. they have teeny you tiny, know yeah yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I don't you're really know f- how flies uh, reproduce, but I, 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 don't I either, but I thought they I've were having them fly sex. I've seen them together, flying around Have you? Up together. I've never seen them do it through a screen. Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, that, yeah, they do do it through the screen. I'm, I'm assuming I'm, they I'm don't. I'm pretty sure. Um, but, um, but what's your... But, okay, and then yesterday when I got up in the morning... This is your was, new infestation. This is uh, my infestation uh, du jour. Um, there was... Uh, a big palmetto bug on his back okay. on my floor. I assumed it was dead. Right. And so I went to put it, uh, pick it up to put it in the trash. And then its little legs start wiggling. Like he had just stopped in my kitchen, 
to roll over. Of 14 cats, yeah. rolled over and hung out there. And then I like woke him up and he was like, oh, no, I'm alive. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's not really an infestation so much as it's a bug. No, but it was a yeah. palmetto bug. It's so large. It's a giant roach. It's a giant roach, yes, absolutely. It's a yeah. giant roach. Right. And so I think that counts as an infestation. No. It, okay, Adam. Yeah. If King Kong came to your house. Right. Wouldn't you say that was an infestation? No. No. <laughs> I'd be like, holy shit, King Kong's at my house. Yeah. But I, I'm not you infested. Say... I'd, I'd be under attack by one singularly large ape. Yeah. 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 I think of an infestation as being like a lot of organisms. You couldn't fit that many big apes in your house. I don't think a big ape infestation is a problem that anybody suffers. <laughs> Well, because that was what we were giving advice on tonight is big apes. Yeah, it was poor, Big apes. A, a what to do when you have a big show. ape infest? Anyway, so I had a giant, giant roach in my kitchen on its back. And wow. uh, I hate to say it, but I did kill it. I don't like to kill things. No, even, no, even but, but bugs. big giant roaches, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to, to cheerier topics, uh, although we'll, we'll Are there do cheerier in, topics? Then infestation of the week, I'd say <laughs> yes, there are. Um, as long as we, we were talking to, to Aaron Shore, a house band, who, um, who told me, by the way, that uh, I said, can you play it softly when Paula does her advice later? And his answer was, Aaron, your, advi- your answer was? Loud or off. Loud or off. That's the only two settings on All a right, bagpipe. Yeah. That's like so my son. You'll have to yell. <laughs> yeah. And, um, my son, and- C. Thomas C., he had two settings. He had like insane, crazy, wild, or, uh-huh. or off. Or off. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's binary. So um, as our listeners know, we're having this contest for this show's theme song. And we've been listening to it. You looked surprised when I said it. So you were uh, yeah, unaware I did. Of this. Uh, for a minute, I time traveled. <laughs> um, okay. I was like, "When did we do that?" Well, we're getting so many new entries. There's so, and we, we're not. We're never going to have time to p- play them all. We're going to play select them week after week, and then finally, when the supplies well, I don't think we want to tell the potential um, theme song submitters that we're not going to play them all. Well, we're going to try to play them all, but step yeah. up your game out there for sure. Yeah. Um, because the competition's getting heavy out there. Like, um, listener Kevin Kelso, who I actually know. Uh, though I did He's, not know I he know had him. this level of talent. Kevin Kelso is uh, Mrs. Kelso's youngest. That's right. Yeah. 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 I always love that fighting guy. Kelso's. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he sent in this entry. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone Though she's got plenty to say Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, but she keeps talking anyway. <laughs> Giving free advice, and it's pretty good. You won't listen, though you probably should, cause it's well-researched, as anyone can see. And did I happen to mention, it's totally free. Yeah. But nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. That's the name of the show. Nobody listens to Adam Felber either, as far as we know. <laughs> if a podcast drops and no one hears it fall, did it ever really happen at all? 
Yeah. And, it, and it's got like this and fades out. He's, he's, he's even got this little fade out that we can talk over. It goes on for a little while. Oh, that is nice. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. All right, pot it down a little bit, will you, Hillary? I see this as something that could potentially sweep the nation. Yeah, this, this is fantastic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's Kevin, really great. thank you so much for this yeah, entry. Nice job, it's, Kevin. That is fantastic. And, um, you know, but that's not all. Last week, remember we had um, our house band guitarist and harmonica player Justin Bracobian? Yes. Well, he performed this theme song for us. Here's another. We got questions, <laughs> and she's got the answers. But if you don't pay attention, you'll be on your own. So let's get Paula. Yeah, let's get pounded. Let's get advice from Paula Poundstone. That is nice. That's that nice and nice. loose, but yeah. I love it. I have, I, I have a feeling with that. That's going to be one of those songs that like a candidate plays without getting permission. Right. At their rally. That's going to be exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah, and people we're going to have to come down on them, yeah. you know, legally. And they'll probably just dub in their own names. Where, yeah. where, no, where, I think they'll just use Paula Poundstone. You think so? <laughs> yeah, and a lot of their supporters will be confused. Yeah, it, it would be confusing. Now, um, Aaron, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have a theme song? Uh, I'll <laughs> right. work on that. I'll right. work on That's that. That's okay, because you got a lot of... It elk. doesn't sound like you put him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded totally prepared for, for that. I got to say, Aaron, that was exactly what I answered on my SATs. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a, yeah. on the long on the, yeah. on the essay question. Oh, no, no, on everything. Oh wow! Just, the whole thing took me by surprise. <laughs> as soon as that's they said, a lot of people prepare for prepare for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They said fill in the bubbles. I said ah. <laughs> well, um, as as our longtime listeners know, and we have longtime listeners. Yeah, now. we've got what three or four episodes. We've in got the, five in out the, there now. You know, dropped. Now. Yeah, so five we or have, six, I think. Yeah. Well, there are some people who have actually grown up listening, listening to, to nobody, nobody listens to, to Paula Poundstone. They're, well, there would be such people if they listened. They're, right, exactly. Right. They're, they're only four or five weeks old. I think we can, yeah. But we can say there are people who have grown up not listening to Paula Poundstone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, when you don't, when you listen to, because nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. So if you listen, right. you get to, you know. You're nobody. Be a nobody. Yeah. yeah. I think we had a lyric like that in a theme song, in one of our oh, theme song entries. Oh, there? Yeah. If you're listening, you're nobody or something like that. Yeah. It would have been an errands if he had been prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but we do like to. Uh, kick off every show with a piece of advice. So what do you have for us this week, Paula Poundstone? Um, okay, F- at dinner time with your kids, or meal time with your kids, when they're little, really, I did it through all the way through high school, which is we didn't use napkins. We used a small washcloth. Um, but it started when they were little. You know, a napkin doesn't have a shot in hell against a, a messy kid, a kid face, at the yeah, table. Yeah. So there's just, you end up leaving little flecks of napkin on their face, you know, because they right. stick. Because kids are sticky. Right. Seems like people eat a lot of meals. That's a lot of washcloths. Well, we, we were using, see, it started when the kids were babies. And so they, and I don't see these for sale anymore, actually, but they were these little infant washcloths. Oh, yeah, those um, cause cancer. That's why they don't sell no, them No, they don't cause yeah, cancer. Yeah, those are carcinogenic. That's not true. Cloths. Now, they're not making them right now, but just like coal, Trump is going to bring them back. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of washcloth you're talking they're about. They're very, there's a thin, they came in pastel colors, um, because a darker color We're frightens an infant. We're having some nodding infant. around the studio. Yeah, like, everyone like knows wipes? what I'm talking about. Are you talking about handy wipes? 
No, they're not handy wipes. That's okay. there's a thousand and one uses for those. These right. were just used to bathe a baby, and they were they were the tiny. Cloths, they were yeah. They, yeah, they were baby uh, you know washcloths. And uh, anyway, so we used them. We started using them when they were little, and then it just didn't make sense not to use them because they were effective. Okay. And a napkin, a paper napkin is just... Yeah, that might be, I don't know. I mean, mark the day on the calendar. That might be a good piece of advice right there. No, it's and a great piece of advice. That's what I'm saying. You know, don't say it like that because, you know, there are people who grew up listening to my advice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And there, there are a couple of infants angrily writing me a letter right now. Um, <laughs> all right. So... um Thank you for that unusually coherent insight, Paula. Time now to meet our it first... It wasn't wi- unusually coherent. <laughs> right. It was effective. Yes, it was very effective. Well, Thank you know, you. I'm going to put it to the test in my own home and see what happens. Yeah, see what you it, can do. See if I can get a time machine and get back to the age when they, when those washcloths roam the earth. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to meet our first guest. We've we've uh, we've all had these things, parent-teacher conferences at school. Oh. Uh, you, you have any... Uh, oh, any... I shudder with fear. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've had them. I, I don't shudder with fear at parent-teacher conferences. Oh, I always shuddered with fear at a parent-teacher conference. I, you know what? My kids are no longer. You know, my kids are all young adults now, and uh, right. so I still go to parent-teacher conferences, but it's just weird. Right. Um, you should. You know. Yeah. The teacher yeah. will say, like, I don't know. I haven't had them for ten years. Right. You should stop and, going. Yeah. And I say, well, is there anything you could tell me about how they're doing, anyways? Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I just want to make sure I'm being responsible. Yeah. No, I. You know. When I look back now at the parent-teacher, sometimes I just lay awake going over my mistakes from the parent-teacher conference. What were your mistakes? Well, okay, one thing is, you know, I have this problem where I can't stop talking. and um, And a lot of times, you know, the parent-teacher conferences were about 20 minutes, right? They were about 20 minutes. and um, (laughs) Or shorter, yes. Yeah. And, well, mine were longer. And a lot of times the subject of my kid didn't even come up until the last one or two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was a mistake. That's that's almost certainly a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a blown parent-teacher conference, but perhaps a nice, tight 20-minute set. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes brought deviled eggs and I brought snacks. And I think snacks maybe is that good. Was a, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we, we were, we're about to find out if snacks are good, but bringing okay. snacks to the teacher is good. So I wanted to find out how to, you know, especially now we're, we're just about at the beginning of the school year. I, yep. I want to find out how, you know, what's the most effective way for a parent to handle a parent-teacher conference. I'd be interested in hearing that. And what's the most effective way for a teacher to handle a parent like you in a parent-teacher conference? (laughs) I'd be interested in hearing that as well. They were never all that good at it. (laughs) It it seems like a challenge. All right, well, let's find out how to do parent-teacher conferences the right way. Mickey Block has been a teacher for over 15 years and is currently teaching third grade in the San Gabriel Valley. Please welcome Mickey Block. There we go. Welcome. Well, thank you. thank you so much should, for having me. Should we call you Ms. Block or Mickey? I go by Ms. Block. Okay, that's, oh, that's absolutely you? fair. You're starting a school year now, right? I am. We started today with getting all the teachers together, and our students come on Thursday. So the parent-teacher conference, so that doesn't happen for a while. Well, no. It starts in, it's in three weeks. In three weeks. In three weeks? Well, actually, uh, back to school night is in three yeah, weeks. Yeah, I right. think you got that. So we that. start with that, yeah. and then our parent conferences are probably in, in October. Okay. Uh-huh. 
That's when it is in, in, in my school. I, I've got two school-age kids now, a 10-year-old ten, ten and a 5-year-old, as far as I can tell. Yeah, but um, we have to look at the back-to-school night because that's almost like a conference in and of itself. Right, because you're under it, fire. No, we were always told as parents at the schools my kids went to, there were these two There were two nights that I could never figure out what the purpose of them was. One was back-to-school night, and the other was open house. And you were told ahead of time that you were not allowed to talk to the teacher about your kid. Well, yeah, back to school night is supposed to be just the teacher delivering information about the school year and expectations and things like that. But there's all sorts of little um, small conferences that go on, especially parents that want to make sure that you know who they are and you know who their kid is. And so that night is supposed to be just for the teacher to speak, but that's not really it's not the way it happens. Wow, it happens. That's, yeah. that's you probably said why that. they tell you, you that. You said that with like a look on your face when you said that they want you to know who they are. You mean like a sense of entitlement about who they are? Uh, they want to make sure that you know who they are, the parents. So mm-hmm. when, uh, for example, for back to school night, it's very interesting to see where the parents sit in the classroom here heading up to back to school night because there are no children invited but you will know the needy parents because they sit right in front and you will see the parents that are reading a book in the back of the classroom that could uh rather not 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 to be there and then i gotta tell you though as a parent see this unnerves me the idea that on the very first you know, meeting of the parent, back to school night, they're already being, you're watching them and drawing conclusions about where they sit in the classroom. See, this makes me very nervous. Are you this saying is, she's too judgmental? Well, I'm saying the whole thing. I always had a sense that that was happening. A little bit of it. Of course, they're, they're judging you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they're judging yeah. you, right? It, it, yes, but you have to look at the hands <laughs> that go up and the people that talk without raising their hands. Like they, Paula Poundstone? Yes. Well, exactly. We are, we are adults, after all. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Okay, uh, my, is, my hand's up now. This is a real rarity on a show that features Paula, but we haven't actually gotten to the subject of the interview yet, which is which is parent-teacher conferences. So let me just... Oh, we were just, just getting... We were we doing were the runway yeah, before parent-teacher podcast. conference. This runway is as long as the runway. And uh, I was going to make a Fast and Furious reference, and I realized that you, you probably haven't seen the Fast and Furious movies, have you? I, uh, my son Thomas made me watch one. There's one a chase time. at the end of, I think, number five that's on a, on a runway, but it just goes on forever. And somebody calculated that the runway would have to be something like 26 miles long. So you're telling me that Fast and Furious isn't accurate? Um, at least in that instance, Whoa. it was. Yeah. Blow me away. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting into the digressing thing. <laughs> Parent-teacher conferences. Um, what's the way that a parent can get the most out of one? What would you, if you were a parent and uh, going to a parent-teacher conference with you, what would you do to get the most out of that conference? My advice when parents come to a conference is I would really enjoy if both parents were coming Okay. because that's not always the case. And right. so you, you end up having to re-deliver the same information to the other parent at some other time when it's not convenient. Um, I would hope at a parent conference that the parent would be open-minded to listening to me describe their child's strengths and weaknesses from my perspective and maybe leave their perspective at home. Now, wow. why, it's given that it's parent-teacher, you'll, you'll find on the other side of that backslash uh, is, is parent. So it's given that it's parent-teacher conference, why does only your perception 
have validity in that in that it's, conference. It's not that it doesn't have validity. No, I she was... just said to leave your perception at home and right, listen to Right, because your perception hers. is fine. You're going to be home with your perception all the time. But if you want to get the most out of a parent-teacher conference, I don't want to put words in to Ms. Block's mouth because she will slap me. But, but <laughs> They don't do that what anymore. I am interpreting You're thinking being, about when you were in school. It's be, being said here is that if you want to get the most out of a parent-teacher conference, listen to the teacher. Oh, okay. All right. Is that, is that, what... that is exactly what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I guess and, I didn't listen. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just go sit in the corner over there. Now, the, second part, the second part of the conference is I do like to, to listen. Yeah. I do like to listen, but I like them well, to listen to me Well, you would love me. First. me. Yeah. <laughs> over the years, I gave the teachers plenty of opportunity to listen. Uh, <laughs> um. What questions should I be asking as a parent about my kid at a parent-teacher conference? I would encourage the parents to ask, how can I help you in your classroom understand my child? Um, I would also ask that the parents uh, trust me that I have uh, the best Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think 
Bonnie got the midnight lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, you know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get 14-karat uh, gold jewelry and, like, all these accessories. Quinn sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Um, feeling about your child uh-huh. and that I really, truly have spent about a month or two getting to know your child and trust me when I say I do know your child Uh in a classroom setting Uh and to listen to how that child performs in a classroom setting. Okay, Uh those are those are good. Now, what should people not do? I'm guessing random stories about pests that you find in your kitchen. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the number one is um, I would hope that the parents don't ask me to rate their child. Are they the top? Are they the middle? Are they the bottom? Do parents do that? Yes, they do do that. And it makes them feel better or worse. Rate them by their looks or by... Because that's disturbing. Where are you? Are you the top, you know, in the oh, top 10, in the yeah. middle? What I used to do was to the parent-teacher conferences, I would bring a felt board with different felt figures of all the class, right. uh, of all the children in the classroom. And then you say, I'm going to turn around and you just... <laughs> yeah, and then I would say to the teacher, could you just put my, my child where they belong, you know, on this felt board ranking system? Okay. And then, you know, and then I would go home and wake my kid and share with them. <laughs> what I had found out, and I think that was nothing but constructive. I think it probably wasn't. Um, I, I, do you want to rank? Uh, do you want to rank? Do you want to rank? rank no, I don't want to rank, but I would like to um, talk about the second thing, which yeah. is to say that my child never lies. Oh, we had the opposite. We had the total opposite. I used to go, I used to say, my kid lies like a rug. And the teacher would look at me like I was evil somehow. They would. They were. Like, they could not believe right. such a thing I'm, from I'm my angelic the specific child kid that you're talking about here. I know exactly what and you're talking you about. You know what? Okay, my oldest daughter has cerebral palsy, and I think there's this idea that a kid with a disability is automatically angelic, and the truth is, dishonesty runs, uh, you know, about the same level with kids with disabilities as you know as non-disabled kids i don't think there is the two things have nothing to do with one another and so no one could believe that my little angel ever lied miss block is loving this yes i am loving but no, this but in, but in <laughs> no, because fact i, I, I think bet the that's teachers... like the most refreshing thing to hear it is if you can get a parent to uh listen to you and agree that yes my child makes mistakes and they will apologize you normally don't get that Okay. It's, you know, so you in your perfect that. world, the parent I would just I... show up ready to listen to you and then trash their kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like them just to be honest and have an open mind. You know what I do? Uh, well, not anymore, but I did. I used to go with a wanted poster already designed with my my kid's face on it. You could take turns throwing darts yeah, at it? Yeah, yeah, just put this up in the office uh, right near the postal area. Um now, why are the parent-teacher conferences only 20 minutes? My goodness. Okay, so uh, 
parents like to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And That's so, because we're under a heavy burden. You First are. First of all, we're judged constantly, sometimes by where we sat during back-to-school night. True enough, true enough. Yeah. I mean, I always felt horribly judged by... Uh, we had... Um, a wonderful teacher named Ms. McCraw. She taught first grade for. <laughs> uh, she taught. She taught first grade for my daughter Tosha, and she taught second grade, I think it was, for my daughter Allie. And uh, but when she had my daughter Tosha, who was uh, Tosha was a a magical child, uh, but she was uh, more of a Slytherin. Right. She. Um, I would say stuff to Ms. McCraw like, you, you were, there was this thing you had to, there was a lot of paperwork as a parent. You had to fill out this reading chart to say how many minutes your kid read, and I, I often didn't have the chart filled out. And so I said to Ms. McCraw one day, I said, you know, I said, I read to her. And she goes, you know, I know you can read. I need to know if she can read. Oof. And uh, yeah, it was a little harsh. So years later, Ms. True McCraw though. and I became pretty good friends and we were talking one night on the phone and now by this time Ms. McCraw had her Where first kid. Where are we kid. going with this, Paul? This is an important story. Okay. Ms. McCraw had her first kid and she said to me, she said, when I think back about the advice that I used to give parents, like before she had a kid, she said, I just, it makes me shudder uh, because it is different, right, being a parent yeah. than just telling parents about all right. Their kid in a that, that is a good what, story. What That's I'm important... saying to you is it takes more than twenty minutes. Right. What I'm saying to you is you asked Ms. Block why it's only twenty minutes and she got as far as saying Well, parents like to talk a lot. I'm just telling her you just, yeah, uh, I'm, just, so... I'm just telling her she's right. <laughs> I'm trying to support Ms. Block here. Uh, okay, well let's return to it. Uh, so well, <laughs> why only twenty minutes? <laughs> Well, uh, for 20 minutes, um, if you go much beyond 20 minutes, um, you frequently find out that someone starts crying. Um, Because they, parents, they start to cry because they are so wrapped up in trying to. tell you about what a fabulous kid they they are that they just get so emotionally wrapped up in talking about their kid that frequently they cry. I cried at every parent-teacher conference. Well, again, not a good strategy. Were you not supposed to? No, you were not supposed to. Oh, come on. What about be open with your feelings and all that? Uh, no. I went to every parent-teacher conference I ever went to with a big old Kleenex box from Costco. I shared. <laughs> you are a sharer. I am a sharer. Uh, all right. Well, Mickey Block, Ms. Block, thank you so much. My next visit to school is going to be so much better for this. I can't speak for Paula. But Paula can speak for herself. Paula, what have you learned about parent-teacher conferences? Uh, well, as a result of my conversation with Ms. Block, uh, I've been able to distill uh, a, a lot of information here about what to do in the parent-teacher conference. Aaron, if you could just put a little subtle uh, bagpipe behind this. Thank you. A lot of what we learned about the parent-teacher conference blew me away. First of all, the teacher has had their eye on you since you sat on the radiator during back-to-school night. You aren't supposed to cry. You're supposed to just sit and listen to the teacher. And it's possible to get the answers to all the tests. So long as you bring snacks, raise your hand, and get the hell out in 20 minutes. And you're not supposed to cry. Mickey Block teaches third grade in the San Gabriel Valley. Thank you so much for being on our show, Mickey. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. By the way, do you know Miss Coonley? I do not. She was my third grade teacher. 
<laughs> the cat of the week is Moonbeam from Valley Village, California. Thank you, house band Aaron Shaw. Coming up after the break, body piercing. It's not just for your penis anymore. We'll find out more about piercing after a word from Maximum Fun about another one of the great podcasts they carry. Time now for some more advice. Paula, as a child, um, I understand that your mother had some pretty strong opinions about um, earrings. Is it true? My mother thought she wasn't for piercing ears to begin with for a long time. But she did feel that um, when women, girls had their ears pierced, that you could measure the level of the girl's promiscuity from the size of the hoop of the earring. That's what your that mom they thought. Wore. My mom And she my communicated mom this to you. She would well she not only said it to me, but unfortunately she would say it way too loudly whenever we pass by a girl that had big hoop earrings. She'd now, what go, do you mean too loudly? Well she'd go, Would you look at that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you, with sort of dripping with disgust, you right. know, would you look at that? Well, I'm looking at a gentleman with enormous rings implanted in his earlobes, and I don't know what your mother would say, but I'm glad he's here because he actually has and does body piercings. Body piercings. All kinds of piercings all yeah. over the body, from, yeah. from, 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 uh, from the top of your head to, the, to, to your uh, genitals. Uh, so let's take it up a notch. Here's Eddie Herrera, has been a body piercer for over 20 years. He works at Pricks. Pricks yeah. <laughs> body piercing in Pasadena. Yeah, Please welcome... Eddie Herrera. Ah, oh, Eddie from the Highlands. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Okay, so you are um, you are both a piercer and a pierced person. Yes, yes. And um, um, just so the just so the listener knows, Eddie has uh, what are those gauges? Is that what they're called? That's the increment of measurement. They're called plugs. So his earlobes are uh, enormous. Are, are, are enormous. Yeah. They are. Um, what's the African tribe that? Uh, there's an African tribe that does that. The poundstones. No, not the poundstones. <laughs> no, you're so close. I'll think of it when I okay. don't need it. But anyway, so Eddie has multiple piercings on his ears, on his face, right? And and, uh, and, 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 and so and, I'm told. Right on his uh, penis. On his penis. Right. We are. We are not. Currently looking at the penis piercing. No, and this we're not is, even getting to that yet. This is simply as told to. Right? We can't start with general piercing and work our way down. When no, we, I said we're going to start with the, with the general piercing. We're going to start. We can't work our way down when we know a man sitting across from us with penis piercing. I think that can happen to you every day, and you just don't know it. What do you mean? I think there's a lot of guys out there with pierced penises, and you just don't know when you're talking to them because it doesn't really That's affect not their voice. True. That there's not a lot of guys out there. Eddie, how many guys out there? It's not like being vegan where upon meeting me the first ten minutes I mentioned that you know, I have it. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not like that. No, it's not. Um, like it's probably more common than you think. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, a lot of um professionals, especially. Uh usually what do you mean professionals. Uh, people who wear suits to work. Really? Absolutely. The suits yeah. have pierced penises. Oh, that strikes me as yes. such a Wall Street thing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yes. Do you think um, uh, who's the senator from Kentucky? 
Rand Paul? No, the one Mitch McConnell. Yeah, do you think Mitch McConnell is <laughs> Absolutely. It's is clanking down there? I, I think he might be. I wow. think he might be. I think wow. Rand Paul they, both of them might. Both yeah. senators, both the junior and senior senators from Kentucky are likely clanking down there. Now, <laughs> just just to describe it, you have just before I could see it looks like you have two studs in your nose, two um rings in inside the ear here. Uh I don't know what called you're called. Called a conch piercing. Conch piercing, right? Yeah. You you've got those things that you don't want us to call gauges. We're going to call them plugs. Plugs. Yeah. yeah. Based on my mother's theory, uh-huh. <laughs> this guy sleeps around. Okay. That was, you know, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, you that ever heard that's, that? That's the, yeah. That's, that's actually a thing. Your mother yeah. was not yeah. just inventing no. it. My mother was cutting cut edge. She maybe coined the term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Everybody says what my mother says. Right. <laughs> she also used to say she wished my father had Raytheon up his ass. <laughs> just if somebody was looking for a new expression. <laughs> now it's a big I it's I a big totally engineering it. company. I, I know what Raytheon is. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what she's saying is that she wishes that your dad had invested in Raytheon. N- no, no, she didn't like Raytheon because he worked there, and so she said she wished he had it up his ass. Which what good would it do him there? Is, well, precisely, <laughs> it wasn't going to put food on no, the well, table. Well, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no. I, I have no idea what she was saying. She was. She you was, you, don't, you was, don't even have a general idea of what that expression meant. No, it just it just meant you know hover over your plate at dinner and don't say anything. That's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> don't let mom get on a jag. All right, so uh, I guess we could get to the genitals now. Why do that? Why would a bloke go and get his penis pierced? Uh, shock value, number one. Sure. Um, a lot of younger people, I feel like, uh, uh, that's more their mo. Is, it's in. Is, yeah, they want to shock like, people. Oh, you did that! Like yeah, crazy. you're hardcore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then I feel like for the older crowd, it's it's more about maybe possible stimulation or stimulation. New, new feelings or uh-huh. or pleasuring the partner. Okay. Or you know, and are more, all those things true? Like, um, as, as 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 a customer as well as a. I think going in, if your if your goal is extra stimulation yeah don't don't buy into it too much necessarily it's not that great so there's a thing on a guy's penis Mm -hmm. and you don't really think it does enhance the sexual experience for the woman i think it depends on the woman Uh uh-huh i mean you know there's there's people that like many different things during sex uh right pierced body parts is probably on the back end of the scale okay now now let's get to what you have do you have a uh prince albert that's the only one i know um I have a variation of a Prince Albert. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's, variation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's, now uh, I'm guessing. I guess it's a Baron. Ninety nine percent of our listeners don't even know what a Prince Albert is. So what's 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 uh, a Prince 99 Albert? Ninety nine, I think, is low. <laughs> <laughs> so just explain what that is. Uh, Prince Albert piercing is a piercing that essentially goes in the urethra, okay. in, in your your pee hole, right, <laughs> uh, and out the base of the uh, head of the penis, so the bottom half. Right. Mine is a reverse Prince Albert, so it actually exits the top part of oh, the... Oh, wow. Yeah. It's much more visible then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Reverse Prince Albert. Reverse Prince Albert. Yes. That's an Albert yeah. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. RPA. Mr. Albert Prince. Yeah, yeah. Is what they call it. Um, they don't. Did you notice in the um, Prince Harry's wedding, did you notice um, that the queen had a little... <laughs> what What you have? Nose ring. A nose ring. Yeah, you yeah. Didn't I, see didn't, that? I didn't see that. Yeah, it was might have been obscured by her hat, but she does. She has allergies. A... No, that was a nose ring. A nose That's ring. not allergies. Who's allergies? Gives them a nose ring. I just, I just can't. Yeah. I, I don't I, think. She... Oh my gosh, a nose ring. Yeah, no, no, that's not it. Okay, what's the most genital piercings you've ever had? Thirteen at one time. Thirteen? Yeah. On wait, on yes, all <laughs> on your penis. Yeah. 
Wow. I have, I have 14 total now. Oh, my god! And I had 13 genital before, but... It must have sounded like a bag of screws. So is that, is that a problem at the TSA? The only problem I ever had uh, was before 9-11. Okay. Uh, at a very small airport in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, where the they actual... wouldn't even let you into Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> they love me in Des Moines, Iowa. That's ridiculous. You would not be allowed in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> my gum wrappers, because the foil is metal, and my uh-huh. gum went off. Like okay. their sensors were crazy. Okay, but they looked at me and just figured, like, yeah, it's probably what he wow. says it is. <laughs> oh, so <you laughs> kind of took my word for it. Yeah, I was like, look at me, man. Like and nobody you know, in Des Moines yeah. was willing to say, oh, let, let, let me see that. I have no problem. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, this is giving Al Qaeda all sorts of ideas <laughs> for infiltrating uh, Des Moines. Uh, right. right. Right now in a cave somewhere. There's. Right. there's, there's we will there's, claim there's, it is a pierced penis. Yeah. There, right now. Right now in a cave somewhere. There's a guy going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> now, do you do uh, do you do piercings for the ladies? Absolutely. Yeah. So labial piercings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Labial piercings. Yes. Yeah, doesn't sound good to me at all. You don't want one of those. I don't want. No, I don't. Okay. No, I, I don't. I, by the way, on the penis piercings, are there ornaments? Are there <laughs> well, like holiday are. themed? Uh, not holiday themed per se, but kind. There are kind of ornaments. Yeah. Are there? Uh, there's there's weights. Um, what do you a mean lot weights? of stimulation comes from the weight that the jewelry carries. So a lot of genital, especially male genital uh, jewelry. But women get into it, too, is, is where they have weighted jewelry, so it actually... Like tiny barbells. Um, more like fishing weights, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. yeah. They're, so. they're weighted, and so you hang them from the jewelry, and it provides stimulation with the weight. You know, if you want to make a little more money than you're currently making, I would recommend Paula's idea of holiday-themed ornaments. Because yeah. I, think, I think, you know, if somebody knew that, like, it's St. Patrick's Day, I've got this <laughs> green thing that I can, that I can yeah. replace yeah. My, my genital piercing yeah. with. I'd love to have a shamrock down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you could I go with... I admire us all uh, for not saying kiss you, me, I'm Irish. You could... You... <laughs> Or you could go with this, you know, the sports uh, theme, you know, like a lot of guys would like to have a little. Uh, I have a little... Christmas ornaments for my favorite sports teams. No, I mean like, a, you know, a little golf club. A golf club? Yeah, you could have a little golf club, right? I, th- I think you're going you're in the failing, urethra and coming the out the. This correctly. Yeah. the coming out the head of the. A little golf club. I don't Just think like that would you'd have like, like a charm bracelet, you know? Yeah. And like like uh, girls would have like a, a horse. A horse. <laughs> or you, a, a Pegasus. Yeah. That they could dangle. Yeah. 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 There, there See, are, I think we've moved for, from good ideas no, to not so good ideas. No, this is a fantastic idea. Or you were talking about the weights that hang off mm. the piercing. Yeah. yeah, if you got these themed weights, just like um, charm bracelet yeah. stuff, don't you, you think? You don't have to agree it's a good idea. I mean, you know, titanium can be anodized, so we can color it into your favorite sports team. Oh, or, this is a or, fantastic you know, idea. Implant grade titanium, yeah. you know, you yeah. can anodize it and color it. And, yeah, you know, you know so yeah. you're there. How is so it, there how you are easy in to the, change something like that out? You've got one, you got another like uh it, it it depends on the style of jewelry but okay. i mean for the most part i mean i can do it myself you can do it yourself with, with, so people and, could, yeah yeah holiday themed it's yeah. absolutely yeah. the way to go yeah i feel I mean, like we've, you know, we've opened up a new avenue honestly in this like is that a menorah yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> happy hanukkah <laughs> yeah 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 but it only has seven candles right now wait till tomorrow night wait i gotta screw in the other candle <laughs> there you go nobody move <laughs> yeah, or, grandpa's gotta yeah. screw in the eighth candle <laughs> <laughs> or it gets 
<laughs> or they're here on the dark and you're, you really are a Cardinals fan. <laughs> <laughs> These are just some ideas, yeah, you know, yeah, and I want you to here. know that if you decide to take this idea and run with it, I want a percentage. <laughs> or, 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 or if a, if a, a unique type of piercing, you know, happens like the, this this golf club idea, that should think, be called the Poundstone. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the Poundstone nine iron. <laughs> I feel like a nine iron is way too angled to be comfortable. Oh, really? Yeah, I think yeah. You want but who wants like, a putter? Yeah, that's putter. Just... putter would be. That, 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 I think that kind of manageable. Speaks for itself. Right? <laughs> nine iron is it's really little, asymmetrical. It's a little pud putter. <laughs> <laughs> a putter. A little pud putter. P u d d e r. Putter. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I notice you're not writing any of this down. <laughs> it's all up here. I yeah, got it. Yeah, it's yeah. all. All up here. <laughs> okay, can, can I assume that you have all these horror stories about people getting them, like you know, you know, caught in things? No, not especially. <laughs> no, um, I mean, everybody always mentions infection. Uh, I've right. been in the industry twenty years. I've seen four genuine infections. Ninety-nine percent of the time, when people use the word infection, it's usually irritation, which is oh, it's irritation, oh. which is compatible, right? So, so I it's mean, just... infection is compatible as well, but sure. with a doctor visit, with a doctor with with antibiotic, sure. Um, all right, so there, but there is, when that that happens because of inadequate aftercare sometimes, right? There is sometimes, some aftercare yeah, that you have to do yeah. when you get a piercing well, anywhere in the body, right? What do you have to right? do? Um, typically, it's a saline solution, a salt water. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first sentence or two of my aftercare speech is... Uh, you make an aftercare speech? Absolutely. Everything, full service. <laughs> um, walk you through the whole piercing, give you the piercing, <laughs> go through the, the aftercare and how to take care of it and wanting to heal happy and healthy. Um, the first two sentences are... Uh, you never need to twist, turn, move, rotate, or remove the jewelry to clean it, and don't clean your piercing with anything you wouldn't put in your eyes. That being said, the best stuff is saline solution, salt mm-hmm. water. It's Which is something you put in your eyes, yeah. Yeah. and it's already in your eyes. It's your tears or your sweat. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, a salt solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could so you what could you cry could on your piercing. Is, what you could do is you could go to a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> right. You're going to bring this together. You're going to synthesize this. And then this. just take your penis out and let your tears drip over. The healing penis, and what I think have we come any to? good third grade teacher would, would understand this. Would totally understand. It's just part of the w- healing process. I wonder if Miss Block would be okay with that. I think she'd be fine with it. Yeah. She, she had a <laughs> Miss Block. If you don't a... mind, I'm getting very emotional, and while I've got these tears yeah, yeah. dripping down my yeah, face, yeah, it's, it's, this is there's something else I have to do because I'm out of saline solution. In fact. I got to be honest with you, Ms. Block. I came to this parent-teacher conference tonight because I was pierced yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> knowing I, that I would sailing, cry. Knowing that I was out of sailing. <laughs> I think she'd be fine with that. She seemed open. And she said you have to keep an open mind. She yeah, said it she, herself. She said it herself. <laughs> She's going to love hearing this show. <laughs> <laughs> she never should have left. Uh, well, Eddie. Uh, Did you see where she sat? Where? What? Oh, yes. I judged her right away for it because she sat in the seat that our guests sit in. Yeah, she sat in the seat right across from me. That's right. Boy, like she didn't need attention. (laughs) It is where we told her to sit. Sorry, Eddie. I don't want you to get the impression that when you leave the room, we're going to talk about you. No, because the show will be over at that point. Well, um, Eddie, thank you for filling in these holes in our knowledge about piercing. (laughs) Paula, what advice do you have for our listeners now that you're an expert at piercing? What advice do you have? I do know a lot about piercing, and I am going to boil it down to the essence for you. Aaron, would you give me just a, a little light bagpipe behind? Thank you. If you tell the TSA you have a genital piercing, 
you can visibly tote an Uzi, a machete, and a shoe bomb right on through. <laughs> Don't count on jewelry giving your partner more stimulation. You could load up with a whole tackle box, and it could just be same old, same old for your partner. Some people get pierced for shock value or for the excitement of buying a new piece of jewelry. But those are not bright people, because they don't seem to realize they can get a bracelet or a ring and not risk infection or abject pain. <laughs> Infections are rare, by the way, but irritations that hurt like hell, ooze, and disfigure are fairly common. <laughs> okay, Eddie Herrera pierces at, at Prick's Body Piercing in Pasadena. Eddie, Sir. thank you for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Appreciate Eddie. it. Thank you. Prick's Body Piercing. You'll only feel a little... Thank you, Aaron Shaw. Speaking of music, if you have a theme song for us, although we've just been rendered deaf, email it to <laughs> nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Paula, I know you're always on the road. What have you got coming up? On September 14th, I'm going to be at the Colonial Theater in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. And on September 17th, at 7.30 p.m. at the New Road School in Santa Monica, I will be hosting a panel of experts to speak about the effects of screen devices on kids' brains. You can get all the information at my website, www.paulapoundstone.com. You can even buy T-shirts there. T-shirts? Yes. And, you know, my T-shirts <laughs> are a like remarkably soft tri-poly blend. blend. Yeah. yeah. Have I told you this already? We've mentioned it a few times. I think all our listeners know this at that point. Yeah. By Is the way, have you noticed since we started, um, you know, this wildly successful podcast that you're getting more orders for T-shirts? Oh, they're flying off the shelf. Are they really? Yeah. Well, they're able to fly because they're remarkably really light. Tri they're remarkably tri soft tri-poly yeah. blend, yeah. and they're light. You know, mm -hmm. once you've worn one, two things happen. One is you never need tin again and the other is right uh, you can't wear a heavy cotton shirt anymore right yeah how would they work with a nipple piercing um they're likely to snag okay because they're that soft yeah now also um drop a review and a rating for us over at apple podcasts which is not something that you would want to do uh, with your third grade class as a third grade teacher you don't want to rate you don't want to rank. Right. But with us, you do. You, you do. want to you rate want us as with... highly as possible. You yeah. have up to five stars. We're asking you to give us all five of them because it doesn't cost you a nickel. Yeah, exactly. Right. Don't be stingy with your stars. Yeah, it's not, what are you going to do with them when you're dead? All right. Now, if you need Paula's advice about something, send us an email. We have requests for advice coming in every day. For instance, Hillary Scott wanted Paula's advice on this. How do I get out of bed with a positive attitude? That's an excellent question that troubles a lot of people. I suggest putting a fun size three musketeers bar just out of reach from the bed. Right. Uh, and then you get up, you know. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. The fun by the way, it's critical that it be the fun size. Because uh, otherwise you're eating candy in the morning. Well, it's a, the large one that you get at the airport, which yeah. you could feed the entire passenger list right. with, uh, and you have to store it in the overhead compartment. Um, but the fun size yeah. has the proper distribution uh, ratio of the fluffy, not stuffy interior and the rich chocolate outer coating. That is remarkably specific advice. Okay, um, Rip Palmer, another one of our listeners, says, how do I make myself more interesting to others? You know... 
and this is just one way, because okay. first of all, Rip, I'll bet you you're a lot more interesting than you realize. Oh, that's so nice. Um, no, I think it's probably true. It's okay. such a great name, Rip Palmer. Right. Um, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe yeah, people are expecting something yeah, great. Yeah, they've got high hopes. Yeah. yeah. Change your name to John Smith and skydive. Uh, <laughs> but by the way, Rip, it's important to do it correctly. Uh, skydive or change your name? No, skydive. Okay. It's important that you survive it. Uh, okay. If you don't live through it, uh, you're going to be dull, 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 dull. You'll be interesting only for the first 15 minutes. Yeah, not yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want Paula's advice on a, on an issue, email us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. The same address that you'd be sending those theme songs to if you're making them. What? There's a line for you there, but we Where? can we can skip Where? it. It's right there after uh, at the top of page seven. Where? Top of page seven. Oh, I'm there for you. Always listening. <laughs> Sometimes hearing. <laughs> and that's good because as we said, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, and Ken Lezebnik, along with Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band Aaron Shaw. And to our guests, Mickey Block and Eddie Herrera. Muscle to escort them back to their cars, provided by Ben Lezebnik and his intimidating trio of recent liberal arts college graduates. <laughs> That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Why do I feel like using scotch tape right now? <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.